Blog Talk Radio. white folks and be able to raise the question what is it that we're going to do independent of white people it is very very hard for us to envision a world without white people but we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them but certainly when we talk about a future we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Man, I love that opening quote. Hetepu, Indamana, Indamanesh, Nangadef, Majwo, Habargani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan African Greetings Family. This is Kamal McKaysey Tahuti. And you have entered Africa's reascension. As usual, we will start the show off with an apae or a libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirits, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. Ago, ago, ago. Pa, 
Medasibio Mo Pia Monekasa Medasinanano Yo Medasinanano Again, welcome everyone. Africa's Reascension, and this is Kamal McCasey Tahuti. Um, we've been gone for two weeks, and we're back. Um, two weeks ago, I had opportunity to go up to New York. They had a um, major festival um, celebrating the life of the brother who was the first to bring the Akan system of West Africa over across the waters excuse me, to um, stolen Africans over here in America. And so um, I got a chance to go up there and experience that, and that was wonderful. And then last week, um, not only did we have an, um, an African spiritual service, I hate the word service, African spiritual ritual <laughs> down here, but then after that, um, there was, um, there's a group that put on a play on that Turner called 1831 Turner Street. That was a magnificent play. <laughs> I'm glad I went. Whew, I needed that energy then, and we all need that energy. So if anyone, um, I think they went to Philly, and they're going to try to go to a few more places. So if 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 a play on that Turner, 1831 um, Turner Street comes into your area Go see it It is magnificent <laughs> Whew, That was a good play So yes This week We are looking into The Law of Irreconcilable Realities African versus Caucasus Let's read the description Maybe just maybe, if stolen African diaspora and disrupted Africans continental understood that there was no fusing of the Caucasoid way onto anything African, maybe we would be further along in our efforts. Our history, our culture, and our experiences are different from that of Caucasoid. And while all the greats have told us that these three areas are the basis for the unity that we seek, too many within the ranks thinking that we're just dark-skinned Caucasoids listen to and follow everything that Caucasoids say and do without question. So tonight we're going to dig into this fundamental point, a simple point that must be fully understood if folks are real about this Africa thing we keep giving lip service to, the fundamental law of irreconcilable reality. April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd here in D.C. Um, you want to be here. If you're anywhere close by here, you want to come on through because they will be having, I think, the 21st, maybe, 20th, annual Sankofa Conference. And I've been going to about, this This probably be my 12th or 13th one. It's a magnificent conference. I've been to pretty much every major um uh, pro-black conference that the, that there is, and this is by far the most uncompromising, unapologetic, African-centered conference in existence on these shores, period. Um, 
So April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And there'll be more. I'll give more information about it as it becomes available. It's about 100 bucks for the whole weekend. So it's reasonably priced. Um, just magnificent conference. It was this conference. It was a Sankofa conference. And, and, and dealing with um, its, its organizational presiders um, uh, that this, the, the concept of irreconcilable realities hit home and, and was able to become, be, it was able to become concretized for me. And that um, removed a whole bunch of other um, barriers and fluff and, and, and just obstacles out of the way once I understood that point. And again, it's a simple point. And, and and I think some of us do understand it. Obviously some of us do understand it, but not enough do. And so this week, maybe even next week, depending on how much I get through, we're gonna talk about it. Plainly put, African folks you and me, and Caucasoids are two totally different groups of people, 180 degrees apart in all areas of culture, 180 degrees apart in all areas of lifestyle, 180 degrees apart in all areas of spirituality, 180 degrees apart in all areas of human Existence We're different um, Now And I'm speaking outside of Just the realm of humanness That that humans Walk upright And five fingers And ten fingers Ten toes You know Posable thumb Going beyond that level When you get to the level of culture that's where all human beings, <laughs> all human groups exhibit difference. But for this show, we're just talking about us and Cargozoid. If, if getting that irreconcilable reality point down, once you get that down, then you stop trying to make everything white black. You stop trying to paint up Jesus black. You got to exist to be able to put paint on you. Um, but that, that, that phantasmagoria called Jesus has no reality in African life. Heru is not Jesus. And if you got any issues with that, I did three shows early on on that, exposing the fallacies of the African origin of Christianity. Ain't no black Santa Claus, ain't no none of that BS. <laughs> what we've also been trying to go through in some of these shows is walking through what the African way is, what our way is. Not only to juxtapose it against what we're going through in this reality, quote-unquote reality today, but then also to see how far we have been pushed off of our African square so we can come back to it and then move forward with solutions. See, most folks just want to jump into solutions, just want to jump into economics, just want to jump out and get a gun, just want to jump out and do something. 
but they have yet transformed themselves. So technically, without that conscious and deliberate transformative process, internal process happening or even started, then you're dealing. Then you are dealing with a dark-skinned Caucasian. If you have not, let me say this: If you have not consciously and deliberately set forth on the path of reafricanization and dewhitenization, you right now listening to me, listen to this now, listen to it in the future. However, are a dark-skinned Caucasian. We are in their reality. Only their information we get, only their history and experiences we get, we are immersed in their culture. So if you are not consciously and deliberately going against that, by default, you are a dark-skinned Caucasian. However, Africa's reascension is shining the light for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear and spirits to feel that that transformative process has to happen. And we're trying to give the tools to get that transformative process to happening. And if it's already happening, attempt to speed it up. And this irreconcilable realities piece, at least for me, helped speed it up many, many years ago. So, I'm going to just read a little bit from the main book of the Sankofa Conference. Um, it's called The Sankofa Movement, re and the Reality of War. And it was done by um, um, Baba Ajay and his wife, Mama Kuya Kota. And specifically, it, it, it will be done with Chapter 8, re and the Reality of War, Five Considerations. Now, we're not going to go through all five. Um, consideration one, uh, dealing with the implements of domination. Uh, we are people at war. We are engaged in an adversarial encounter of irreconcilable realities of cosmological proportions. This war, of which there have been several millennia of skirmishes, pits an uncompromisable and reemergent African reality against a remote, derivative, and deviant European reality. We understand that history is cyclic and can be understood in terms of an immutable spiral, either towards ma'at, divine order, or towards effect, chaos. And then they go on. Um, History is seen through clear eyes and clear vision of the knowledgeable and culturally connected African has made it apparent that the misrule of the European, including his Arab Semitic brothers and sisters, has been one characterized by an avalanche of murders, the desacralization of the human spirit, the defilement of nature, the perversion of human development, and the denial and domination of his feminine twin self. This is the legacy of Western civilization. So if there's anyone from the sound of my voice who feels like the struggle is to change Caucasoids, um, 
you're fooling yourself. And I actually have a, a person who I call a friend who they've made their life mission to do that. And we don't even talk about that anymore because we get in arguments because it's so foolish. But, again, it, 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 when you hear that sort of breakdown, it's not just about getting white folks to understand us better. It's not just about them getting to treat us better. They have gained control over the entire world based on those things that we just laid out, desacralization, dehumanization, domination. They first did it violently, and now it's more friendly and covert. But the desacralization, dehumanization, and domination has not stopped. It's just in a different form now. It's just a bit more sophisticated now. So our tactics have to be more sophisticated as well. And But before any of that, we have to see that all of that is going on. <laughs> and once we see that that is going on, then it's about the work of doing something different, not only to combat it and crush it, but then also to rebuild and do what we need to do um, to be sane African human beings. And so this consideration um, about the implements of domination walks through um, the harsh reality of um, what Europeans have done and are doing to us. Consideration two, war as a conflict of cultural paradigms. That's what we're going to spend probably the next 30 or so minutes on. This new blog talk format, we get 45 minutes, 30 of it on air. You can listen to it on the computer. And then the last 15 minutes um, over the phone. So anything going on in the chat? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, please, if you want to continue, maybe even join in the discussion, 760-454-1111, So, yeah, war is a conflict of cultural paradigm. This book together, the Sankofa Movement, and the book Urugu, if if you get it and understand it, will totally transform how, not only how you look at what we're going through as stolen Africans, but what needs to be done. 98% of a lot of the other books out there walk you through what the problem is, and they do great analysis of the problem. But when it comes around to solutions, either they don't talk about solutions, period, or they give you the uh, usual rhetoric of, you know, voting and changing policy and marching and all that sort of stuff. Um, and and I'm talking black books as well as some of the pro-black <laughs> books as well, some of the Afrocentric books that are out, out here. Uh, really don't 
some of them don't move towards the solution piece. Um, but with Urugu and Sankofa movement, they force you to relate to what's going on in a totally different way. It brings up the, 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 the depth of the culture piece and and how deeply we have been transformed and how deep the rabbit hole really is. And um, when we talk about irreconcilable differences, irreconcilable realities, if we don't understand, see, you ain't going to understand anything that I'm saying if you don't get that we're African people and we're different from white folks. It's it's not going to make sense. Um, If you do get that, then we can move on. Consideration two. There are two irreconcilable perspectives on war. War has been defined as a consequence of imbalance and a culmination of continuous efforts to reestablish a balance between antagonists. This perspective focuses on balance and assumes the continued coexistence and constructive interaction of both parties after the moment of resolution. The operative feature of this paradigm or perspective is accommodation. Conversely, war has been defined as a military conflict between states characterized by wanton destruction and motivated by perpetual competition for power. The focus here is power. With this latter scenario, the consequence of defeat is humiliation, enslavement, and possible extinction. The operative feature of this perspective is domination. These two perspectives correspond with the cosmological paradigms or cosmological realities of the African and the non-African. And to two distinct geopolitical cultural spheres, Africa and Eurasia. These paradigms are adversarial and further distinguished by their mode of interaction with nature. For the African, the emphasis is on balance and order, guided by a constant interplay with entities of the spirit. For the Euroasiatic, the emphasis is on control and domination, which efforts are guided by human rationality and limited only by the limitations of the imagination. Again, I'm hoping that, that what I'm reading is making it clear of the two different realities that's going on. Cool, cool. Thanks for stopping by. Hold up. The two different realities that are going on here. Um, He just broke down the differences in war. So folks want to talk about, well, there's always been war. Yeah, but (laughs) based on the culture of the group of people that's at war, usually determines how that war is going to be fought, how terms of surrender, how all of that, all of that war is still defined within a cultural paradigm. Now, nowadays, so many of us, you know, 
disrupted and stolen Africans have gotten so far away from our original African concepts to where now you see the crazy genocides that, you know, that are European funded and, and that are backed by Europeans and, and, and militarized by Europeans, but it's African folks pulling the trigger. Um, will we ever be able to get back to our original way of dealing with war? Possibly, maybe, um, only after the European has become extinct, their culture has been purged out of our minds, you know, another thousands or so years have went by. Um, African folks still be here. Um, and, and, and then maybe we can go back to our original ways of war, warfare, if we have to have warfare in the first place. Um, but I'm, I'm bringing this up again just to give an idea um, of the conflicting reality. We are not dark-skinned Caucasians. Um, we have to dig deeper into who we are and understand that. Tra- help work on transforming ourselves, and as we're transforming ourselves, then move forward. All these political solutions and Africa African value systems ain't mentioned, they're not going to work. All these economic systems um, that folks are talking about and, and little to no substantive discussion of um, making traditional Africa real for today and moving forward to create an economy and all that stuff, it ain't going to work. Everybody seems to understand, even even Cogazoid understood that you have to look back into your past, dust it off, make it relevant for the time that you're in, and move forward, except us. We just, we're, we're fine as we are right now, we don't need to look back. Then if we do look back, we don't look back to slavery, <laughs> which is not the totality of our history. Um, and, and then want to move forward and think we're going to do something substantive. It's not going to happen. Another distinction is the relative prominence of matrilineal or patrilineal traditions as a social norm, and these features associated with those respective societies as delineated by Jope, um, Cultural Unity of Black Africa, magnificent book to help show, again, these irreconcilable realities. Those features of the African paradigm include agricultural subsistence, exogamy, sedentary social order, um, prominent and egalitarian social-political position of the female, um, indivisibility of land, communitarianism, and optimistic cosmogony. One day we're going to do a whole show on, on, on look, again, it, it, it ties in with irreconcilable rallies, but when you look at the spiritual systems of Africa, they almost all across the board, all the ones I've studied have an optimistic cosmogony and cosmology. You you are part of the divine, and you are supposed to reascend to divinity. And everything in life is supposed to help you work towards that end. But this whole you going to hell and your flesh is bad and you're sinful and all that stuff, so 
that does not that there is no equivalent for that in any African spiritual system that I've come across. Period. None. Zero. And anybody worth their weight will tell you that. So so it's only a fool who will try to say, Oh, well, in the Purdue Hey Rude, they talk about the hell kind no. You gotta understand what we meant by that and it is not equivalent to what these cognitives talk about in their fallacious book called the Bible. And then I can I'm, I'll, I'll I'll continue with some um, features of the Euro Eurasiatic paradigm. But these thirty minutes go by quick, so anybody want to continue? Anybody in the chat that wants to continue listening? Seven six zero four five four one 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 one. We probably will pick this um, theme up again next week as well. Uh, Abibi Fahodie, total African liberation. Yebede Inconem, we will be victorious. The way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. I'm going to see if I can squeeze this one song in before the um, switchboard dies on me. Ain't too long and I just love it. What's hood? I think it's scary when black folks think they're American. I really can't explain it. The devil must have preparing them. I am the child of God, son of our moon raw. The pyramids and chemists are aligned with the stars. By calling me an American, you call me a slave. And I continue to play the role that took the part of the game. But I know who am I, and I know who are you. We are two black victims of the red, white, and blue, nigga. That's what they call you, matter of fact, that's what we call each other. You rather use that N-word over calling me brother. Sam is your uncle, only cousin, but the rape's your mother. I think they made it very clear they want to take us under. This is ridiculous, the Tuskegee experiment. I hope that y'all are listening. They gave black people syphilis. How the fuck are you a citizen? Pledging the allegiance to the land of the murderers and home of the demons. From New York to Hollywood, it's possession of stolen goods. They murdered all the natives. I hope this is understood. They kidnapped your ancestors, murdered your grandparents, exploited all your people, man. They pillaged the whole planet. You align with them. You align with death. And I'ma call you a traitor, so just mind your steps, coward. The 4th of July, goddamn lie. I break off and open the sky and call these devils to fry. Fuck. I'm here to give explanation to what's happening and prevent further desecration of the African. Concentrating on the facts is when my pen was given oxygen for me to breathe into the lungs of men, women, and children and tell them to stop the killing of your own. Cause now we revealing the villain. It's the removal of American brain lock That keep us in the business of increasing our grave plots 
If not, Mr. Lee will rot. You think not? That's why all these years after slavery, we still in the same spot. You think it's different because you don't see a chain in a lock? Well, check the lack of change in your pocket and no escape from the block. Uh-huh. See, when you try to be European, they tell you something to believe in. When you too black, too strong, you too wrong in a demon. But he creates the diseases of destruction for no reason. If you American, why do their diseases dominate black regions? What's the point due to slavery? My people are already weakened. Uh-huh. So there's no way I'ma sit here, turn the other cheek like a deacon. When I'm not the origin of why my people should be beefing, meeting and organizing on how we wise and we rising. African is legend, American is embedded. Black with no culture, you can't gain independence. No sugar-coated message, I don't need no truth. All false truths we know with no truth for progression. None. How dare they teach us about their great depression? How dare you? That time was no different than our great oppression. No it hasn't since ended, it's worse now. You befriended. Yep. If you were American, the Constitution wouldn't need no amendment. Right. We need African acceptance, uh-huh. cause we are the true descendants. Uh-huh. Are the victims of crime committed to achieve American acceptance? Shit, shit. United Front, yo. Yo, we preached it in here today. It ain't Sunday, it ain't no church, but shit. My the good Lord is in the building when you drop that. That crap, they don't want to hear that. You understand that? Some of my old people don't want to hear that. But you need to hear that. I know you need to hear that. I don't care what you want. I'm going to give you what you need because I love you. Black people, black power. My we out. My we out. Gotta love that song. United Front, Crash. African insurrection music. That's right. So continuing. Features of the Eurasiatic paradigm include nomadic subsistence based on cattle raising, clan exogamy, clan exogamy, women as disposable chattel with little or no socio-political stature, individualism as a supreme value, private and disposable property and land, and a pessimistic cosmogony with the notion of original sin having been introduced by women. So just in that one paragraph, we tried to lay out, again, irreconcilableness, the irreconcilable realities of us Africans and Kongzoi. Their culture, their paradigm, their way of life, their existence has been forced onto us. I mean, again, it, it seems like this is something simple, and, and folks should already know this. But, but I swear, when I go to these other blog talks, when I look at the chat rooms, when I talk to other folks, it, 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 some other folks, it's not. Folks don't know this. Folks are, are, are drinking the Kool-Aid. They took the the other pill. <laughs> they ain't take the one that 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 showed them how deep the rabbit hole goes. They took the pills to put them back into the matrix. So so that's why me and other folks have to come out and, and say what seems to be common sense. We are different from Caucasoid on all levels in almost every way. And first is understanding that. Second is making sense of that. And 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 in this book Sankofa Movement, Rationalization and the Reality of War. Um, he even goes through the, 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 the four phases. Here we go. Yeah. 
The realization, I'm sort of jumping ahead here, but it goes in with what I was talking about. The realization that we must all come to, let me move, anyway, let me move this closer to my ears, my mouth so y'all can hear me. Page 218, page 219. The realization that we must all come to is that we have, in fact, been at war literally for millennia. Africa's children at home and in the diaspora are the descendants of prisoners of war taken in battle for Africa's human and material natural wealth to be exploited by the non-African for exclusive benefit of the non-African. This war is real and perpetual. The battlefronts are the psychic and the physical. On each battlefront, there are four major battles to be engaged in and won. They include self-recognition. That's the re-Africanization process. You understand that you're an African, you, you, and you start making sense of what that means, but it's just starting. Then you move to proclamation. That's the declaration of determination to possess psychic and physical space for the actualization of the true African self. So self-recognition, you understand, I am an African. I may not know what tribe, I may, excuse me, I may not know what cultural group, I apologize for that curse word, uh, I may not know what cultural group, but I know that I am an African, that's self-recognition, and, you know, you like other other African folks and stuff like that. Then proclamation, that's where you start digging into what that means. You may um, get DNA work done. You may get spiritual work done to delineate a specific um, cultural group and then move from there, um, you'll start reading, you may start going to different, you know, cultural events. Um, and when I use culture, cultural events, I'm meaning surface-level stuff, um, you may also go to some deeper type of stuff, but you're putting together what being African means in the proclamation phase. Then C, or third, is resistance, aggressive efforts to identify and eliminate non-African presence and influence within the parameters of claimed space. The space that you claim that's yours, you remove all vestiges of non-African reality from it and replace it with who you are, with with this African thing. Um, And on the larger, just quickly, side note, on the larger geopolitical phase, if we look at, and I haven't read the fourth one yet, but we're stuck at number three for most of us. We're stuck at the resistance phase. We're stuck at um, removing um, whiteness from stuff, and we want to blacken up everything, and and we're stuck at resistance, but we haven't went to to, to the fourth level yet on the larger geopolitical scale. And D, the four, is development. Ongoing efforts to defend, rebuild, refine, and expand the claimed space, the claimed African space. So you've got self-recognition, proclamation, resistance, and development. 
we really <laughs> those of us who you who consciously and self avowedly use the label African centered, we should be focusing more on level four. Because folks who are just waking up to the information, they're going to do one, two, and three pretty well. Because, you know, you're going to have that righteous rage and you're going to be angry and you want to, you know, you're going to be out there shouting down the carcassoid and you're going to be doing all that sort of stuff. And, you know, all that's needed. These four phases are needed. But I just personally don't see enough work being done in the development phase and the efforts to defend our space, rebuild our spaces, refine those spaces, and then expand them. It's it's our survival is assured only with the conscious and learned determination to be African. Development is assured only as we begin to prepare our youth to be uncompromisingly African, self-reliant, and free of alien cultural, moral, and psycho-emotional and spiritual baggage. All Africans who consciously engage in this war must enter into it knowing clearly what the objectives are, adapted using the skills and tools available to us, and determined to accept nothing short of total victory, total freedom, total independence, a Bibi Fahodie. Thereafter, we must be prepared to defend and perpetuate that victory. Again, like I said, I sort of jumped ahead of myself. Uh, Spirit moved me to do that. And as I look at the clock, we only got a few minutes left. So, yeah, so next week we're going to delve more into this uh, Law of Irreconcilable Realities. And if you got or can get Sankofa Movement, Reaffirmization, and Reality Award, it's the first book on, 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 on the page there. Um, we'll be coming from page 214 and 215. I'll even try to if I can scan in the conflict. There's a figure here, conflicts of cultural paradigms. And it can go through four phases, or or has went through four phases now, the paradigm of community and accommodation, um, the paradigm of conquest and domination. Um, Then you have the dominance of the paradigm of conquest and domination and what that results in. And then you have the dominance of the paradigm of community and accommodation and what that results in. And right now we're in the paradigm of conquest and domination, period, point blank. Um, but this wars between realities, we we haven't understood that. And so I'll be coming from, and then even has even a better one, the paradigm disruption model. And I and Cosmological disruption, cognitive, physical, and spiritual. And he walks through the, the the effects of when another paradigm, another reality comes in and displaces your natural one, your natural way of existence. What that what that looks like, how it breaks down, and it's a it's a great great diagram. And 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 I'll see if I can get that in for the blog. On the blog talk But before they cut me off (laughs) 
Next week, part two, Law of Irreconcilable Realities. Um, click all the links on the page. If you don't buy nothing, it helps me out. Um, try to get a hold of this book, Sankofa Movement, Reaffinization and Reality of War, Kwame Ajay and Mama Kwea Inson Okoto's, about 22 bucks. And if you're in D.C., anywhere close, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, you want to come hear them speak and hear them teach. Their Sankofa Conference, again, I think it's the 20th, 21st. I'll definitely have all of the information in front of me next week. Um, same time, next week, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation, Yebede Nkonem. We will be victorious. <laughs>